In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Today is the first Sunday of Great Lent, also known as the Sunday of Orthodoxy. This very first Sunday of our Lenten journey, the Church calls us to set time aside to give thanksgiving to God. I will share with you a few, ter uh, a few items that others have written concerning this day. The first is the term synodicon, because today we read the synodicon of orthodoxy. The term synodicon refers to an official definition promulgated by a synod or a council. It's an official statement of the synod. The present synodion was approved and issued by the synod of 843, which restored the veneration of icons and it upheld the teachings of the Seventh Ecumenical Council. It's the reason why on this day and the Vespers of this evening, we process with the icons and we re read the Synodicon, or at least we read a piece of the Synodicon. So today at the end of liturgy, as is the tradition of this parish, we will do but a very small piece of that service and we will process around the church with the icons and the children who are here will join the altar boys and myself in this procession. And we'll stop at each of the corners of the church doing those petitions of thanksgiving. The full synodicon is very lengthy, and most of us do not read it in the churches on this day. But the synodicon synopsizes what we believe and what that Holy Synod had proclaimed. And it also proclaims in what we do not believe. And in fact, it calls out the heresies of the times before that Holy Synod took place. And we read on this day in most churches just the exclamation or the very end point of that synodicon. I actually encourage you to take the time to go on the internet and look up the full synodicon of Orthodoxy Sunday as it beautifully summarizes the work of the Seventh Ecumenical Council on what we as a church believe and what we do not believe. And the importance of the restoration of the icons was in fact a theological statement that in fact God really did become man. We can depict Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, in his humanity precisely because God himself became human. We don't in traditional Orthodox iconography. And in fact, it's uncanonical to depict God the Father in iconography because he did not become a man. He did not take on the flesh and he cannot be circumscribed in writing or in painting. Nor do we depict the Holy Spirit other than to depict the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove because he was revealed in the likeness of a dove at the baptism of our Lord. So this day is about proclaiming that Jesus Christ himself in fact became one of us, that God himself became man and that he dwelt upon this earth and he was crucified upon the cross 
and descended into Hades and there destroyed the very power of death, making a way for us from this world back into paradise in the kingdom of heaven. We further read about the Synodican that we have received from the Church of God, that this day we owe yearly thanksgiving to God, along with an exposition of the dogmas of piety and the overturning of impieties of evil. The Church, in fact, sets this day aside that we proclaim and make known what we believe in as Orthodox Christians. You know, our faith was not easily earned and passed on down to us. You heard in the epistle reading of those who suffered torturings and those who suffered displacement from their countries, those who were sent into exile, and even those who were torn apart by wild beasts as a punishment for their faith. Our faith has come by way of the blood of the martyrs of the church. It has been hard preserved and it has been passed on from generation to generation because we know in fact of what God has given to us and we take this day to give thanks to God for it. They further write, following therefore the sayings of the prophets, honoring the exhortations of the apostles and being instructed by the histories of the gospels, we celebrate this day of consecration. For Isaiah says, be consecrated to God, ye islands, imitating the churches from the nations, and the churches being not simply the edifices and the embellishments of the temples, but rather the congregation of the pious therein, meaning you and I, meaning the people who are in this temple. These walls do not make this the temple of God the people of God do. And those who serve the divinity with hymns, meaning our choirs and our chanters, and those of you who sing these beautiful hymns, and the doxologies of the church, our preachers and teachers and writers of the church, amongst many others. The apostle advises the same thing, exhorting us to walk in newness of life and that the new creation in Christ be renewed. We have been given a very precious faith, but not only a faith that we hold because it's something we like, or we have chosen this faith over others, or because this is easier or nicer or more beautiful than other faiths, but rather our faith is not our opinion. Our faith is not simply our likeness. Our orthodoxy, or what makes us orthodoxy, is not our own effort, our own likeness, our own image of God, but rather, in fact, it is based on God himself and what he has revealed. In the Synodicon that we will read at the end of liturgy, we say that our faith is as the prophets have beheld, as the Old Testament prophets have prophesied about the coming of the Messiah, that the apostles have taught, the very eyewitnesses of Christ, as they have taught us, as the church has received, because the Holy Spirit established the church, of yes, upon the blood of the martyrs, but Jesus Christ, 
because he became one of us, because he made us children of God, sons and daughters of the living God, and promised us the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, the church was established for you and I. And this is how we have received it. We have received the church by God himself. None of us can proclaim to be founders of the church. The church is founded by Jesus Christ and by the Holy Spirit and established by the Holy Spirit and is founded upon the blood of martyrs. When we shed our blood for Christ, then we can say that the church has been built upon us. But the church is founded by God himself. And it goes on to say, as the teachers have dogmatized, as the universe has agreed, as grace has shown forth, as truth has revealed, as falsehood has been dissolved, as wisdom has presented, and as Christ has awarded, thus we declare, thus we assert, thus we preach Christ our true God. It is not our opinion. It is not someone's fabrication of what we believe. We believe what we have received from God himself. We base our belief upon the prophets of the Old Testament, upon the apostles who have been eyewitnesses to Christ in the New Testament, and by the blood of the martyrs and the witness of the church and the councils. No single person does our faith stand upon. No single person has passed their personal faith on down to us. But what we have received as Orthodox Christians is received by God himself and imbued in our hearts and our minds by the Holy Spirit. And when we are baptized and immersed in that baptismal font, we die to the old fallen Adam and we rise to the new Adam who is Christ and we put Christ on himself and we become one with him and we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit himself, and we become temples of the Holy Spirit and of God. And it says, and it goes on in that Synodicon, thus we declare, thus we assert, thus we preach Christ our true God, and honor his saints and words and writings and thoughts, and sacrifices in churches and in holy icons. On the one hand, worshiping and reverencing Christ as God and Lord. And on the other hand, honoring two servants of the same Lord of all and accordingly offering them veneration. God alone do we worship. The icons that we carry, we do not worship. They are not idols. We don't worship the saints, but rather we venerate them as holy ones as teachers, as guides in the faith, but Christ alone. Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God and the Holy Spirit, and God the Father do we worship. And so this is the faith of the apostles, this is the faith of the fathers, and this is our orthodox faith. On this day, with all humility, we give thanks to God for having given us this gift of the true faith, of the Orthodox faith. Orthodox means truly believing. And it becomes our task this day, as we continue our Lenten journey, 
to yes, give thanks to God, but show our thankfulness by sharing our faith with others, by bringing others to Christ, by bringing ourselves to this holy temple, not just on Sunday, but for the pre-sanctified liturgy on Wednesday, which is offered to us to strengthen us in the middle of the week as we continue our Lenten journey. And on Friday nights, when we give thanks to the Theotokos for having given birth to the Son of the living God and making our salvation possible and our relationship with Christ possible. Let us take this opportunity as we continue our Lenten journey to come together as a parish and worship God in this temple and give thanks to him so that together we may reach the resurrection of Christ, that holy Pascha, that night brighter than any day together as a community and find great joy in this worship of the living God who has given us life. And as we say at the prayer at the end of the liturgy, that all good things come from God above. So may we give thanks this day. God bless you.